Welcome to the People Like Us podcast, brought to you by PlusOneCommunity.com. The podcast to get a little bit healthier, to have a little more fun for a little while longer. Now get ready to learn something with hosts Gerald Mays and Chef Roberta Higuera. Podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Mays, and this is Chef Roberto Higuera. <laughs> you didn't yeah. do your, your thing, huh? Nah. That's good. <laughs> What's been going on, man? Not much, man. Just chilling, you know, working, working hard. Yeah, working hard. Working hard, hardly working. All of it is the same, right? <laughs> yeah. All of it is the same. So, how about you, man? Uh, you know, same. Working hard, hardly working, mm-hmm. having fun. Building a business, yeah, doing a lot of stuff. We are, excuse me, ooh, we are a, scheduled a lot of scheduled for March. Mm-hmm. Super excited for it. Yeah, we're gonna hit the, the ground running. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. I'm so excited. So what's going on, man? What what's something new? Tell me something good. Tell me. Oh, well, uh Jeez, uh, man, I don't want to sound like I don't have anything good. I know you I have probably don't. Good. You probably don't have anything good because everything is so mundane. Yeah, I guess so, man. But <laughs> it's just like chopping trees down. That's it. What did yeah. you do today? We chopped trees. Pretty much. That was it. So I do want to talk about a couple things, right? Yeah. I, I think in a, in six six episodes we have discussed kitchen. We have discussed exercise supplements sex i don't think we ever really talk about like mindset behavior change things Mm. like that you know what i mean and this is on the heels of a pretty bad experience that i had a couple days ago Mm. and it's and then the realization on the back end of it so just to give a little context i had um went out for my passed away Marine friend with all my buddies and I drank too much. Mm. And not only did I drink too much, but there's about a two hour window that I it is unaccounted for. And I have no idea what happened. Mm. And I think the scary part is I've always had a struggle with alcohol, right? Mm. And I've always felt that I could beat it or I can control it. I can, you know, I I can be in charge of it. And I think what we learn over time is the things that you can't control, you can't control. And yeah, I understand the, the thoughts behind, you know, identifying your weaknesses and then attack attacking your weaknesses. But then there are other weaknesses that we have to identify that are weaknesses and then put ourselves in positions to not have those weaknesses step up, destroy something that you really, really love and care for. And I think my process over the last 48 hours was identifying that it is okay to not be able to control it. And the fact that I can't control it 
is what the is where the power lies. Definitely. Identifying that I can't control something gives me the power over it because it can allow me to set myself up for success versus telling myself the story that I won't drink that much today mm. or I'm only going to have a few beers because I know that, like they say, one beer is too many and a thousand is not enough. <laughs> for for a person who struggles with that. Oh yeah. One Maybe I shouldn't have been many. laughing. <laughs> one is too many and a thousands is not enough. Wow. Because it's the one beer, the one drink that ultimately starts the rest of it. Mm. And you can't trust yourself in those situations. So this this podcast isn't necessarily a deep dive into that, but more of a deep dive into those things in our lives right the things that we can't control and yet still won't admit to that we can't control at least kind of play almost like a facade to yourself you know you're just telling yourself that yeah, i'm perfectly fine but yeah you're not that's true why are you speaking like that i don't know <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking like you're doing a, a midnight slow jams concert or something <laughs> i'm not gonna lie dude i was i was up with late a little a little last night Fair enough. Buddy of mine came into town, so we were just we were out a little. I was out uh, past my bedtime. I understand that. <laughs> so the what I want to get into today in this podcast is kind of diving into some of those things hmm. that you don't have control over. And since we are a health and wellness podcast, I'd like to stick to something close to that for sure. And think about it like this, right? We look at people who are overweight and I've watched the thousand pound sisters right mm. and then it is two sisters from Kentucky and they are one of them was over 400 pounds and the other one was 600 pounds and one can think how do you let yourself go like that like do you not understand that you were overweight at 400 pounds or 500 pounds that you have to get to 600 pounds the show goes on and the doctor literally says that you have five years to get the what to, to, to make some changes or you're gonna die. Whoa. Push comes to shove, she starts this weight loss journey and she loses twenty five pounds or so. So she's like five seventy five. She works hard, she gets down to five fifty, one little thing happens. And she weighs 650 pounds. So she gained it all back. An additional 50 pounds An more. additional 50 pounds. Man. So the mindset of a person like that is definitely in the, in the same cloth as someone who struggles with alcohol, for, for instance. Mm -hmm. Actually, you, yeah. Wow. You know that... You shouldn't do it. You know that it's going to kill you. You know that it may be a burden on the people who have to deal with you in that state. Like this lady on that show has to be wheeled in a wheelchair and there has to be Damn. all of these extra precautions for her. She, you know, they, they have a minivan and she has to sit on the floor of the minivan because she can't sit in the seats. Really? 
Yeah. And it's it's a huge burden. And you can see how much everyone else is impacted by her actions. Mm. But she can't stop. So my questions become, why? Why can't she stop? Knowing. Why why can't an alcoholic stop drinking knowing the toll that it takes on the people around her or him or, or whomever? Why can't a person stop eating knowing that it impacts the people around them in a negative way? Mm. Why can't the person who is addicted to work stop working to mend the relationships in his life? What are those things? And I'm, I'm mind boggled by that idea. Mm. Why can't we stop? For me, I can tell you for me, it's pride. Straight pride. I believe that I can do anything. I'm the, the same guy who believes that they that he can run an Ironman. You know what I mean? It's the mm-hmm. same guy who also believes that alcohol won't get the best of him. Mm-hmm. Right? And that there's a part of acknowledging that you are weak in that area or you don't have as much control as you'd like to think you do that feels like failure and i guess it, to add to that not 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 a lot of us like to admit to failure due to i imagine like pride right yeah i think right. we all have a little bit of pride like, and we don't like to admit when we're wrong we don't like right. to admit and i think that it's not even like admit it to anyone we don't admit it to ourselves ah there you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nothing to admit you're wrong to somebody else. But it's like in the situations that that happen to me, it's no excuse. Right? Mm. But if I knew, I'd have made excuses because I've been making excuses. So my question becomes to everyone out there listening is how much stuff in your life do you make excuses for? Ooh. How much stuff that you deal with on a day-to-day basis that you know is bad, know that you shouldn't be doing, knowing knowing that it's not positive, it's not good, it doesn't help you, that you make an excuse for. The lady on the 600-pound life makes an excuse every day. She has to eat this way because her sister brings her the food, which could be true in one or two cases, but it's not the overall well-being. So she doesn't take responsibility for herself. How many people do we know like that struggle with eating, working? I I, I had this, I have a very impulsive personality. Hmm. That means when I'm when I'm doing something, I do it and nothing else matters. When it's time to work, I work and nothing else matters. My whole, my thought process is consumed with work. So it's hard just because on one hand, you don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, you have to come to the conclusion that you are like that. Because when you can tell yourself that you are, then you can make the change. If you keep giving yourself excuses, 
you'll never you'll never change you'll never be different yeah it's almost like giving yourself that safety net all the time like you at some point you got to take it away you got to have to kind of leap without it and that's no excuses dude like just how he says man like the responsibility you know it's i i I think it's a hard thing it's a really hard thing though because maybe um you go through that same situation over and over again, like you're right through that cycle of like, you're going to stop doing something. You find an excuse, you know, you go through that cycle of like, all right, I'm going to stop today. You stop for a little bit. Then you kind of like, all right, maybe a little bit because I feel I'm doing better. And then it kind of goes full circle, right? You're going back and forth, back and forth. But it's like, I, I think it's difficult when you do that so many times because it almost becomes like comforting in a sense, right? Like, you know this, you know this path real well, you know it's going to come full circle, so you're comfortable maybe doing it. Mm-hmm. But stepping out of it, it's like, how do you step out of it? Maybe that might be the problem where it's like, how do you start? Because you've been doing this for so long that you know this so well that maybe you don't know how to start not doing it. True. I don't I mean, know. how many times do you, you know, like, just randomly, right? With nothing bad happening. How many mm-hmm. times have, have you gone out not you, I'm just me in general, right. people in general. Gone out, drank too much, woke up the next day and said, oh, I'm never drinking again. I had, I've had a time or two, yeah. <laughs> and then you find yourself drinking next weekend. Mm. Or maybe it's four weeks from now. Maybe it's eight weeks from now. Because you went eight weeks without drinking. Mm. That you're like, oh, see, I can go. I can't go without drinking. Uh, I'm not. I'm saying. not an alcoholic because I can go without drinking. I just did it for eight weeks, so what does it matter if I have a couple more drinks? Ah, uh, right. Whoa. The thing is, is like that is a terrible way to view things. Yeah, identify the things that you know do not benefit your life, and then kill them. Mm. You don't, need to, you don't need to control things that aren't beneficial. Kill them. It's like how we say, like, if it doesn't work, don't do it or get yeah. rid of it. Get rid of it. Chop that junk off at the knees and kill it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think it's important to have that particular mindset. I, I, I You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I can't agree with you more. Um, I, I think I think they're, they're, the problem, though, like, is... I guess like finding the resource to start doing something or at least some sort of way, you know, like how we do, like we understand that, you know, if you do a little bit of this, you know, there's going to be some result, you know, but maybe for like mental health, maybe that information isn't so out there, like how it is with, you know, like us, like trying to help out with that. I think that there's a huge problem there too, because maybe there are people who, who are ready to step out of that, that vicious cycle, but again, like I said, like maybe the, the how to have the support. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So like I, I do sometimes like think in that aspect, uh, like maybe that could be the t- determining factor is that many there's many people out there ready to, to get rid of it. And they just don't have that resource. I understand. I mean, I'll put some links in the description for some resources that you can get as well as some books mm-hmm. um, that, that people can look into if you struggle with some of the things that we're discussing um this is the preliminary step you know Mm. what i mean it's the first step is yes you have to you have to go you have to go through the process Mm. right 
you have to find a support group. Just it's no different than wanting to lose weight. The very first step is to identify that you have to lose weight. Mm. That you need to lose weight. And for weight loss and a lot of people, that's a very easy thing to do, right? But the second step is building a community, a system mm. that allows you to work towards that effort. You know what I'm saying? So joining a gym may be a step that goes along with weight loss. Uh, incorporating friends and family into the journey. Uh, joining a community like ours at Plus One. Things like that to help you keep on track. The issue with, let's say, alcoholism, mm-hmm. right, is that there's such a huge stigma. No one wants to be the the guy at the AA meeting saying, hey, hi, guys, my name's Gerald, and I'm an alcoholic. And then everybody's like, hi, Gerald, we're all alcoholics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No no one wants to do that. No. So how do we how do we find something for each other? How can we get together and help each other, uplift each other? That's a good question. And I think what I'm going to do is that if anybody is out there that struggles and needs support, email me. Hey. And I would love to support you. You can email me at Gerald, G-E-R-A-L-D, at plusonecommunity.com. Email me, reach out, let me know. Because I think we got to do it together. Yeah, I mean. The only, the only way to do it is to do it together. And if you can't do it together, you're going to be more and more susceptible to finding yourself in that same position. Find like-minded individuals who are looking to really change. Those exactly. who really want to change. Because, I mean, I think that's like another huge component to it, right? Is that will to change. Yeah. And I think there, too, is a very difficult, uh, what it was like, it's just. It's a difficult thing to kind of wrap your head around. Exactly. I understand. I think, like, I, I, I'm a little touchy when it comes to some of these words like will and motivation oh, okay. and inspiration. You know what I mean? Because those things don't last. Mm. People go to work every day for 30 years. It don't have the will, desire, motivation to do so. But they yeah, go okay, every right. single day. The thing is, is that you have to focus on the reward. Okay. What is, if you're me, hmm. what is the reward to getting plastered? I mean, I... Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> what is the reward to any of it? When uh, you really, really think about it. Okay. You know what I mean? What's the reward? The only reward is that I'm grown and I get to do whatever I want to. Mm. And I think people take that for granted because being grown doesn't mean you get to do what you want to. It means that you get to choose what's beneficial for you. Mm. Not what you want because we can't do what we want. We're still bound by, you know, a handful of laws and rules and things. But if you have the choice every single day to do what's beneficial for you. So I would challenge everybody out there. If there's a bad habit that you have, eating snacks, cakes, whatever, not exercising, sleeping in, being late to work, whatever it may be, I want you to write out a list 
Give me the pros and cons of each. Oh. Right? Okay. Why is that beneficial for you? Why is drinking beneficial for you? So mm. I'll, I'll give you an example. For me, I drank because it worked. And I'll explain. Did a tour in Iraq. I came back and you feel like everything is fine, but you know that you're not fine. Okay. You know that you're a little bit different, a little bit on edge, a little bit hyper vigilant, vigilant, mm-hmm. right? Like it would be times where like when when I came back and I my wife and I we had small small children at the time my kids were grown now they're in college, but when they were small, like I couldn't even walk through the grocery store and allow them to just kind of be kids. They all had to hold on to the shopping cart. Mm. And I would freak out if they wandered off or seen a shiny ball or toy or something like that and ask for if my wife got caught up by some box of cereal and I didn't see her and I turned around and she was gone. I'd freak out. Really? Freak out. Damn. Like to the point where it's like, everybody, let's go. No way. No, I'm not serious. Wow. And what I found was that alcohol. Like leveled cut, you out? Or cut kinda, the edge. Oh, cut the edge? Okay. So I wasn't as vigilant. Mm. I wasn't as mean. I wasn't as all of these things. That's crazy. So alcohol, it helped. Like we had family nights on Fridays and I would drink on Fridays just so that I could be there with everyone. Mm. And not feel the need to like control everything, and you know what I mean. So it worked. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it, it makes sense though. Like, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I I understand why. You know what I mean? Like, people would choose to drink. You know how you said, like, if it works for you, like, and I guess that goes with, with everybody, right? Like, yeah, something you it, find it work- that works for you, you kind of t- tend to stick to it. Exactly. So okay. if you are an emotional wreck right mm-hmm. and you find that food calms you down mm. then it's very easy to be addicted to these foods because they work yeah. you could be addicted to work in the same fashion you could be addicted to exercise in the same fashion you could be addicted to anything in the same fashion and i think that it's important to understand that it is our job to figure out what is beneficial for us and what is not. Hmm. It's no one else's job to do that. It's our job and we have to take responsibility for ourselves. Because what we do is we cave in to these situations where we are soothing ourselves, soothing ourselves through whatever and other people are left to pick up the pieces. Other people are left to have to manage you. Yeah. Other people are left to have to push you, your 600-pound body in a wheelchair. Other people are having to scrape you off the floor because you're plastered drunk. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think we ever think about it, especially in the case of alcohol. You don't think about it because you don't remember it. To you, it's like... You no, know, you just mm. wake up and your wife's mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> Which has happened a few times. Oh, man. It's like you wake up, you're like, oh, lean in for a hug. She's like, mm-mm. I'm like, oh, yikes. 
what I do this time. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> just having, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think it's just important as people moving forward in life that you take ownership for yourself. Yeah. Complete ownership. And you are the one that has to make these changes for you. And that process has to be for you. The lady on Thousand Pound Sisters, she will never lose weight if she's trying to lose weight for the other people. She needs to lose weight for herself. Oh, that's actually, that's a good one. That's a good point. Like, always do it for yourself. Exactly. And I think if you struggle with alcohol, there's not a single person out there that you need to stop drinking for except yourself. Mm. Because you deserve a better you. You deserve to have a healthier you. You deserve to have a responsible you. You deserve that. And because you deserve it and you get it, the other people around you, the people that love you, will get an opportunity to experience it. So I challenge everyone out there to take some time, be honest with yourself, write down those things that you don't like, write down those actions that you continuously fall fall for. Do you continuously fall back to an old lover? Do you continuously fall back on alcohol as a crutch? Do you overly consume yourself in your work and start to really pick them apart as to why you do that. Yeah. Because in my case, alcohol is the crutch. The problem is not the alcohol. Alcohol is just a tool. The problem is I have some other issues, some personal issues, forms of PTSD. Maybe that's a part of it. But I have other issues that I use alcohol to self-medicate. And I think we need to take a pause and look at how we self-medicate ourselves. Do you self-medicate yourself with structure and being overly structured, not really willing to spread your wings do you self-medicate with alcohol drugs do you self-medicate with food thoughts something and I think it's important that we especially in 2021 and all the crazy crap that's been going on that we spend more time dealing with ourselves and not other people. Yes. Yes, yes. And I think everyone out there needs to deal with themselves, worry about themselves, not tear other people down because we don't like ourselves, but to actually deal with those nasty, terrible parts. And again, if you need support, email me. Because this is what this is about. This is what Plus One is about. This is why I built it. I wanted to create an organization that was people first. And that as a unit, we would be able 
to help each other out with whatever it was that they needed help with unified through health and wellness or a solid mission to be healthier people. Mm. Our service is only nutrition and exercise. Right. But our reach is personal. And I want everyone to know that I am bearing my mistakes and mishaps for a reason. Crazy thing is I would have never done this a year ago. Really? Never. But I posted something on Facebook like four months ago that kind of went through this these thought process. I didn't change any of them, but I, I was searching through those thought process and it was like maybe the most liked post that I have ever posted up. And, I, and a lot of them were just like, hey, man, I understand. I agree. Really? What was that? What you post? It was the same. It was something similar oh. to, to to what we're saying now. Okay. Maybe I'll put a link in it or something like that so people can see it. But I realized that we all deal with our own internal demons and we deal with them alone. Mm. And that is hard. And I'm guilty. I deal with my my demons by myself and I don't tell anyone. I don't even tell my own wife. Mm. I just deal with them. And by the time it gets to her, I have done with it whatever I felt I needed to do with it to be at ease for the moment. It usually rears its ugly head later, but... What do they say? Like curing the symptom instead of the problem? Yeah, treating the symptom and not yeah, the yeah, problem. Treating the symptom, not the problem. Because it's easy to tell a 600 pound person to stop eating. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just treating the symptom because it's, it's treating like, the symptom because really what, what her real problem is, if you watch the show and I have, mm. she is depressed, lonely. Mm. And she never really has self-worth. Mm. That's the problem. And she eats her feelings. Mm. Me, my brain goes 100 miles an hour, and I can get locked on. Like, I've been locked into plus one. I have a schedule and a structure that says mm. that I'm supposed to work from this time to this time, and I've ne- not done that. Mm. I make sure you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I make sure you get your ass out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it's five o'clock, I even man. tell you, even on the weekends, I'm like, hey, man. Ain't no working on this on the weekend. Hey, I take that literal too, right? <laughs> and I be and I be here just like that. Working, working, working. Yeah. No stop. And then it's yeah. like eight thirty at night and my kids are coming in to tell me good night. And I'm like, holy crap. What are you talking about good night? We're, we're, we're hanging out tomorrow. Oh, we got school tomorrow. What you mean? And now al- and alcohol has been the thing to allow me to pull back. Mm. And just in, I must I say this tongue-in-cheek just re, re just air enjoy quotes. the moment air quotes just enjoy the moment mm. but i'm not enjoying the moment mm. and they're not enjoying that moment either damn so i can be there but who wants to hang out with a drunk i don't know 
Reference. So I don't want this to go too long. Okay. But I do want to drive home the point that we have to, as a community, we have to work with each other. We have to stick together. We have to support each other because it is extremely important. And we have to identify those deeply rooted things that cause us to act a certain way. What is that deeply rooted thing that is telling me to grab the bottle? Mm -hmm. What is that deeply rooted thing that's telling you to drink a milkshake or eat some cakes and pies? Mm -hmm. What is that deeply rooted thing that what is the deeply rooted thing that's destroying your life? And it's destroying your life in many, many different ways. That's what I challenge you all to search. So I know this is a little different than the other podcast, but it's definitely something that I wanted to get off my chest, share, and actually do two things with it. Right. Utilize it as a experience, a teaching experience for other people. Nice. And also commemorate this day for myself mm. to never be forgotten. So as I move forward and the opportunity comes to have a drink or to do whatever, I can remember the two hours of my life that I lost and have no idea where it went. Damn. Because that's a scary feeling. Because the only thing I could think of is something really bad could have happened in that two-hour span, and I wouldn't have known. Yeah, that's the worst part, right? And that's a scary. That's a scary place to be. Yeah. So learn from my mistake, and I think this podcast will always be learning from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to keep it that way. Hey. I'm not perfect. I just want to be better. And I want you to be better out there. If you're listening to this, I want you to be better. That's it. At the end of the day, that's all. I think that's kind of what we want. Exactly. We want you to make sure that you you are better than what you were yesterday. Exactly. And continue to be better each and every single day. And I used to say all the time. In defense of my drinking. Mm. What better way? Well, not what better way. Who better? Who better? To tell you not to smoke crack than a crackhead. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who better? Who better than a crackhead to who tell better? you? To tell you not to smoke crack than a crackhead because you can look at a crack and can tell. Oh, okay. Here's the thing, though, that I missed the point because this was a very young idea. All right? right. Who better than a person who made the change? Mm. The crackhead may 
crackhead may actually justify why a person doesn't start smoking crack, but he could never help somebody who's smoking crack. Mm. Okay. He needs to clean himself up first so that he can then go back and get them. And that's that's the, the goal of plus one. We're in this together, but we have to change. We have to be better. Mm. Because you, we can't be in that cycle and then try to help others get out while we're in it. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that people would do a very good job at cleaning themselves up. Mm. That's not, we never, we cannot do the do as I say, not as I do thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we do that with our children. Right. But how can I teach my kids not to drink if I drink? That's a good question. How can you teach your children not to overeat if you overeat? Mm. Damn. And I think, I think that's a part of the quote unquote motivation that, that is necessary. Hmm. Our actions don't exist in a vacuum. Our actions spread far and wide and they affect many, many people, even if you think that they don't. So I challenge you all to search out those those areas, those areas that you don't want to go to, that when they come up, you suppress. And I suppress mine with alcohol. You may suppress yours with something else. But either way, they need to get dealt with. Yes. So I appreciate everyone's time listening to this podcast. It's not the typical podcast, but I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please reach out to me personally at Gerald at plusonecommunity.com. And if you just need a check-in, just let me know. This isn't about selling anything. Mm -hmm. This is about helping people. So thank you. Thank Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time on the People Like Us podcast. Peace. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening to the People Like Us podcast, brought to you by plusonecommunity.com. We hope you learned something valuable to allow you to get a little bit healthier, have a little more fun for a little while longer. And if you did, be sure to share this with your friends, family, and colleagues. Also, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think if you are inclined to do so. Thank you again. Take care and remember, if you are a person like us, we see you. Ciao.